So I was talking to somebody in the medical industry, and they were telling me that they're having a hard time getting the vaccines for their patients. And I've seen on the news that there's a lot of uh, locations that had vaccines now no longer have vaccines. Here in California, they were at the Dodger Stadium. I think they ran out there. That's a little disheartening because I was also talking to somebody else, and they were telling me they know somebody in the California prison system that has their COVID shot. So somebody in the prison system has already been able to get their COVID shot, and I don't know how I feel about that. Hey, what's going on, my qualifiers? Welcome to another episode of Unqualified News with your host, M. Mauricio. That's me. And yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, what's right is right. Everybody should be protected. I just don't know if criminals in prison or jail come before people over 65 that are out here. I, I don't know. This is a real, it's a real weird situation. I, I truly don't know how I feel about that. I don't know about you guys. I don't know if that's fine. I, uh, I'm happy for my, um, my friend in prison. You know what I mean? Uh, he was able to get his COVID shot and was able to post it on his IG, Instagram. He also has a cell phone in there. No big deal. But, <laughs> yeah, that's going to be the only news I bring to you guys here about COVID, okay? On this episode, we have three stories. And still no Trump's tweets. Trump is still exiled from social media. And I don't want to shove something else in there because... Trump tweets just came as natural as they went. So if they come back, they come back. So for the first story, it comes from CNBC. And it has to do with Elon Musk's brother selling off a lot of his Tesla shares. I didn't know he even had a brother, let alone I didn't even know he was fifth largest owner of Tesla shares. So that's on there from CNBC. There's a local article from KTLA.com, and I went super local. I'm from LA, and this is just a couple, I would say a couple miles from my house where they went into a warehouse, and it was full of counterfeit goods. You know, it says hats and beanies, so the first thing that comes to mind is probably Supreme, right? Everybody's faking that Supreme shit. And a lot of fake vapes, those marijuana vapes, but fake. And I had to add this article here from cbsnews.com. And it's kind of heavy. It has to do with a suicide. You guys probably heard about it a while back. Uh, there was a teen, some 20-year-old kid started investing and uh, committed suicide because his Robinhood account became negative $730,000. So uh, that's on here. It kind of gives you a good explanation of everything that went down. Um, his parents are suing over his suicide. They're suing Robin Hood over his suicide, you know. Um, there's a lot to unravel there. Uh, I'll let you guys do most of that unraveling. But, you know, in my eyes, he's a 20-year-old kid, left college because of all this COVID, was home, scooped, you know, cabin fever, man. I don't know. I just feel like there was more to it than just, you know, I want to end my life because of Robin Hood. But, you know, the parents are going after the deep pockets, and understandably so, so. Elon Musk's brother, Kimball, sells $25 million worth of Tesla shares. This one comes from CNBC.com by Jesse Pound. Kimball Musk, brother of Tesla CEO Elon Musk, sold 30,000 shares of the electric car maker this month 
for roughly $25.6 million, according to a securities filing. The younger Musk is a member of the board at the pioneering automaker. Another director, Antonio Gracias, sold more than 150,000 shares earlier this month, according to securities filings. The sales come after a dramatic run for Tesla, which joined the S&P 500 late last year. Its stock price is up more than 400% in the past 12 months, but has stalled in recent weeks and is down slightly over the past month. Kimball Musk sales came at just above 850 per share, according to security filings. Tesla's stock closed at just under 805 per share on Wednesday. The sale represents about 5% of the younger Musk's stake in Tesla. He held 600,000 shares as of October, according to FactSet, making him the fifth largest insider stockholder. He also sold a large amount of stock last September. Musk, a restaurateur, was previously a board member of Chipotle Mexican Grill. And there you have it, my qualifiers. That is a story about the Musk family. I didn't know Elon Musk even had a brother, let alone the fifth largest stakeholder in Tesla. So that's that's news. Illegal assault weapons, counterfeit items seized during a raid at downtown L.A. warehouse. Three arrested. This one comes from KTLA.com. It's local news here where I live in L.A. Illegal assault weapons and counterfeit items that would have been worth more than $7 million were seized during a raid at a warehouse in downtown Los Angeles last week, officials said. Detectives served a search warrant at a warehouse along the 500 block of Town Avenue on February 4th, the Los Angeles Times reported. LAPD officials released the images of items seized during the raid at a downtown LA warehouse on February 4th, 2021. Detectives observed there was a manufacturing and distribution operation for counterfeit vape products that included several well-known brands at the location. During the search, detectives seized three illegal assault weapons, including a ghost gun, without serial numbers, LAPD officials said in a news release. Also confiscated were more than 662,000 imitation hats, beanies, t-shirts, shoes, and video games that were in violation of recorded and registered trademarks. If they were genuine, the seized merchandise would have had a suggested retail price of $7 million, police said. Three unidentified people were arrested for, on suspicion of possessing illegal assault weapons and counterfeiting, police said. Officials provided the following warning. The purchase of counterfeit products may be hazardous to your health. Manufacturers of counterfeit products are not beholden to the same rigorous materials and testing standards. In order to prevent the risk of buying counterfeit, only buy from authorized vendors and directly from the manufacturers. And do your due diligence when researching the names and places of origin of your vape product suppliers. Anyone with additional information about the incident or other counterfeit crimes can call Commercial Crimes Detectives at 213-486-5940. And there you have it, my qualifiers. That's KTLA.com, local news, coming at you straight from L.A., downtown L.A., just like two miles from where I live. And uh, I don't know the exact warehouse they're talking about, but I'm pretty sure I've passed that warehouse many, many times, not thinking twice that they were running a giant counterfeit operation out of that
Alex Kearns died thinking he owed hundreds of thousands for stock market losses on Robinhood. His parents have sued over his suicide. This one comes from CBSNews.com by Tony Docopil, Michael Kaplan, Martin Finn, Cassidy McDonald, Jenny Kamen, and Rob Kaplan. That's a lot of shout outs. 20-year-old Alex Kearns took his own life last June mistakenly, believing he'd lost nearly $750,000 in a risky bet on Robinhood, the stock trading app where he started trading as a teenager. His parents filed a lawsuit first obtained by CBS News on Monday accusing Robinhood of wrongful death, negligent infliction of emotional distress, and unfair business practices. While the company's stated mission is to stand up for the little guy and democratize finance, Alex's mother and father said in the lawsuit that Robinhood targeted young and inexperienced customers, then pushed them to engage in risky trading practices. And when those investors needed help, as Alex did the day he died, Robinhood provided no meaningful customer service support, the suit says. In an interview with CBS This Morning, Dan and Dorothy Kearns said they had a full house last year after the pandemic brought their son, Alex, home early from college. Dan said, to be honest, it was really a joyful household. Dorothy Kearns said she and Alex would spend evenings in the kitchen. And one night he says to me, he's like, Mom, I don't know, I don't know what I want to do with my life yet, but I do know I want to help people. Alex was interested in investing, and before he graduated from high school, he opened an account with Robinhood. That lets anybody buy and sell stocks with no fees and no experience. Alex started with his own savings. It was grandma and grandpa money, Dan Kern said, from birthday gifts and cash shaved up from his summer job lifeguarding. All told, he might have had maybe 5000 in his savings. Dan and Dorothy Kearns knew Alex was trading stocks. I didn't see the harm in doing that, Dan Kearns said, adding he spoke with his son about responsible investing and believed Alex had limited exposure. But Dan and Dorothy Kearns didn't realize Robinhood had also approved Alex to buy and sell options, a risky financial instrument with the potential for huge losses. I don't understand how they allowed that to happen in the first place, Dan Kearns said. The Kearns believe Alex's inexperience is what got him into trouble after a transaction last year. On June 11th, he saw Robinhood restrict his account reflecting what appeared to be a negative balance of $730,000. Later that night, at 3.26 a.m., the company sent an automated email demanding Alex take immediate action, requesting a payment of more than $170,000 in just a few days. In fact, According to the family's attorneys, Alex may not have lost any money at all because of the way the options bets were structured. He thought he blew up his life. He thought he screwed up beyond repair, Dan Kern said. Robinhood had no customer service phone number, but Alex emailed its support address three times late that night and the following morning. He asked for help understanding what had happened and whether he could still offset the losses with another trade. Alex wrote, I was incorrectly assigned more money than I should have. My bot puts should have covered the puts I sold. Could someone please look into this? In response, he received an automated message. Thanks for reaching out to our support team. The email said, We want to let you know that we're working to get back to you as soon as possible, but that our response time to you may be delayed. The company assigned him a case number 0684753. 
And their response was a canned reply. Dan Kern said, basically, we'll get back to you later. Dan said his son just wanted an answer, but no one was there to respond. It haunts me. It really does, he said. Later that day, the sheriff knocked on Kern's family's front door to deliver the news. Alex was dead. I lost the love of my life. I miss him more than anything, Dorothy Kern said. I can't tell you how incredibly painful it is. It's the kind of pain that I don't think should be humanly possible for a parent to overcome. The day after Alex took his own life, Robin Hood sent an automated email suggesting the trade had been resolved and that he didn't owe any money. Great news, the email read. We're reaching out to confirm that you've met your margin call and we've lifted your trade restrictions. If you have any questions about your margin call, please feel free to reach out. We're happy to help. Robinhood says its mission is to bring younger and more diverse investors into the market, an approach the company highlighted in its Super Bowl ad this year. The commercial is a part of a larger marketing campaign called We Are All Investors, a company spokesperson told CBS News. You don't need to become an investor, the ad announces as a young woman in a jean jacket opens the app on her phone. You were born one, Robinhood. But some critics say Robinhood has been reckless in its rush to sign up new investors. William Galvin, Massachusetts Secretary of the Commonwealth and the Chief Financial Regulator in the state of Massachusetts, says online broker-dealers like Robinhood need greater regulation. I think it demands some sort of national standard for this behavior, he said. There was a very deliberate effort on the part of Robinhood to particularly entice younger, inexperienced investors. Galvin points to the company's marketing. He said it rewards daily usage of the app and encourages frequent trading. Galvin's office filed a complaint against Robinhood in December. The complaint described the app's features, which included a digital confetti effect when the users make trades as gamification. Galvin said they're not treating it as serious risk of money. Galvin said the app doesn't exemplify its name. Although the fabled Robinhood stole from the rich and gave to the poor, he said that's not happening on the Robinhood app. They have not acted in the best interest of their customers. So the idea that they're caring for the poor, he said, is simply not true. What happened to Alex Kearns is of particular worry to Galvin and his team. In Massachusetts alone, they said they found more than 600 examples of Robinhood customers who, by Robinhood's own standards, shouldn't have been approved for option tradings, but were. Their rush to make money out of this has caused them to add people to their base, Galvin said, and to recklessly bring people on board who they probably should have said, no, we won't qualify you for options tradings right now. In a statement to CBS News, a Robinhood spokesperson said, we disagree with the allegations in the complaint by the Massachusetts Securities Division and intend to defend the company vigorously. Since the death of Alex Kearns, Robinhood said it has revised experience requirements for customers seeking riskier types of options. But CBS News confirmed last week just how easy it was to get approved for basic options trading on the app. As part of the sign-up questionnaire, the app asks how much investing experience do you have. Choose none and Robinhood rejects you from trading options. But the app then asks if you want to update your experience level. If you change your response to not much, the app approves you for trading options. Welcome to options, the app says. Dan Kern says the safety checks aren't strong enough. How are those guardrails? How does that 
How does that stop an 18-year-old from making risky trades that they don't really understand? In a note to his parents before he died, Alex had similar questions. He wrote, How was a 20-year-old with no income able to get assigned almost $1 million worth of leverage? He added, The puts I bought, sold, should have canceled out too. But I also have no clue what I was doing now in hindsight. There was no intention to be assigned this much and take this much risk. And I only thought that I was risking the money that I actually owned. If you check the app, the margin investing options isn't even turned on for me. A painful lesson. Fuck Robin Hood. The Kearnses said their son believed he was trying to save them from what he thought was an impeding financial disaster. In a wrongful death lawsuit the family filed Monday, Dan and Dorothy Kearns say Robin Hood must be held accountable. We don't want another family to go through this, his mother said. Alex will never know that he likely didn't lose money on his Robin Hood trades. If he had called in other options he'd purchase, his lawyer said, he may have even made a little profit. The information they gave him was just incredibly skewed and possibly completely wrong because they make it look like you owe 730000 when you really don't owe anything, said Benjamin Blakeman, one of the Kearns family attorneys. That could panic just about anybody. But after Robinhood sent him a late night email requesting he pay more than $170,000, no one at the company was available to answer his questions. They provide no mechanism through a telephone call through live email service to get live answers to questions, said Ethan Brown, also an attorney for the Kearns family. Dan and Dorothy Kearns believe that if a Robinhood customer service agent had responded to Alex's questions, Alex would still be alive today. He just wanted an answer, Dorothy Kearns said. Dan added, he just needed a little help. Robinhood did not make CEO Vlad Tenev available for an interview. In a statement to CVS News, the company said they were devastated by Alex's death and outlined changes they'd made since June, which include guidance to help customers engage in option trades similar to Alex's, updates to how the app displays buying power, more educational materials on option tradings and new financial criteria, and revised experience requirements for customers who want approval to trade options. At level 3, the riskier level Alex Kearns was approved to trade. In early September, Robinhood also added the ability for customers engaged in a certain part of the options trade process to request a callback from a live agent, a spokesperson said, and change its protocol to escalate customers who email for help with exercise and early assignment trading situations Alex Kearns sought answers for before he died. We remain committed to making Robinhood a place to learn and invest responsibly. A company spokesperson said, Our mission is to democratize finance for all. We designed Robinhood to be mobile first and intuitive, with the goal of making investing feel more familiar and less daunting for an entire generation of people previously cut out of the financial system. Our focus has always been on breaking down systemic barriers to investing to help more people take control of their finance. And there you have my qualifiers. That's an extensive article from CBS News. And I wanted to bring you guys this one because I'm sure you guys have heard of this one. It was a couple months ago, but now the family decided to sue Robin Hood. Uh, just over the weekend, I was talking to somebody and uh, they were interested in, in getting into, into investing. And I said, look, if you're going to get into investing first, figure out what kind of investor you are. 
know what you're you're coming in to do. You're coming in to save money for the long run or are you coming in to get rich quick scheme? Because this is not no pyramid scheme. This isn't a, a get rich quick scheme. You know what I mean? If you if you use the stock market as a get rich quick scheme, it's going to come back and bite you in the ass for sure. So that's my advice, my qualifiers. If you're going to get into investing, this is not a get rich quick scheme. It can be, but it can also lead to you losing a lot of money. And another thing that stuck out on this article is the confetti that pops out. Yeah, confetti pops out when you deposit money into your account. And then it says, uh, you know, confetti pops out like all in your image and uh, on your phone. And it says, congratulations, you can use the money instantly. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's kind of I thought it was cheesy. I really did think it was cheesy. So when I deposited like confetti pops out, I'm like, hey, hooray, you get to use the money. I thought that was cheesy. But is it worth suing Robin Hood over? Like, I don't think it's worth suing over. You know what I mean? Like, this is real money we're dealing with. I'm putting real money that I work for. So I I don't know what they're trying to do. They're, they're, I feel like somebody that doesn't want a lot of people investing all of a sudden wants to start tying people's hands up, you know, setting regulations because they're starting to see that just anybody can invest. Anybody can make money. That's just my thought on that. And I just wanted to take a couple seconds to mention on the show notes, I did add last episode, we have a merch shop. So working with Printful to make the shirts and they sell them and distribute them through Etsy. Okay. So I basically the shirts are the lowest cost I can possibly sell them at without me having to pay for you guys to buy shirts. You know what I mean? So you guys pay, they'll basically do everything. I've already ordered some of the shirts and they're, they're pretty decent. They're pretty solid shirts. Even if you don't like what it says, if you don't like the unqualified logo and you just need a good solid black shirt, it's a shirt to get. Okay. So you'll see that on the show notes and I'll keep adding it on the show notes. So you guys, um, can uh, purchase any any merch if you want you know what i mean the logo's pretty neat unqualified news everybody sees it and they're like what it looks cool uh another thing i added to was a link to my ebay store that's another one of my passions that i guess i wanted to incorporate on unqualified news so you guys can see the other things that i do on my daily day-to-day and it's amateur coin collectors you'll see the link it's on ebay i collect coins and sell them silver all type of u.s coins world coins graded not graded it's uh it's something that i've probably never mentioned but it's it's something that brings a lot of joy to me so again i appreciate you guys for listening to yet another episode of unqualified news with your host m mauricio that's me and have a great week love you guys peace